Hello everyone, it's Daniel here from The Wanderneer. It is season 4, episode 4. And today we're going to actually be doing something different. So about two weeks ago, I got this really cool opportunity to create a limited series podcast like collaboration with these two amazing people called Valerie and Veronica. They are running uh, Belltown Bloom. It's a music festival that's in Seattle. And by the time of you listening to this recording, the festival is probably done. But it was really fun. And they kind of reached out, to, or I reached out to them, and they were like, uh, yeah, bet, like, let's definitely create something. So essentially, these next four episodes that I'm going to be releasing um, are going to be interviews that I did with the, with artists that are playing at Belton Bloom. So without further ado, here's our very first one. It is with Sophia K. We were in Sophia's place. It's really cool. Really cool uh, apartment. Um, and Sophia's friends were making zines, which you're going to hear about that in the interview from uh, Riot Girl Records. So without further ado, here's Sophia K. I think we're good now. Okay, so yeah, if um, so, if you can just introduce yourself and just tell us something random about yourself. Cool. Yeah, my name is Sophia K. I use they them pronouns. I am in the band Sophia K. Uh, co-founder of Riot Girl Records, and I have thirty tattoos. I just got my thirtieth tattoo, which is this lava lamp from Lollipop Tattoos at Bad Apple. Oh snap! That's my fun fact. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Um, is there a reason for so many tattoos or just... Um, I've just been into tattoos yeah. uh, since I was like 14. I really like kind of like the way that you could like customize yourself with mm-hmm. them. And I just love having art on my body. I've yeah. like, been wanting to get a tattoo from Lolly for so long. She was in the band Mommy Longlegs. Yeah. I'm like a big fan of that band. Yeah. Um, and I also got like this cat on a skateboard from Halima Didi tattoo. It's I don't know. I just, I feel, we did like a tattoo zine for issue 10. Mm-hmm. And I, like, completely fell into tattoos, and I've just been getting so many where, like, <laughs> is it sustainable? Probably not. Does yeah. it make me feel good? Yeah. <laughs> and, and that's all that's important is whether totally. it's feel good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, What's, like, your most memorable tattoo? And then, like, one tattoo that you're, like, I don't know if I should have got that, but I still got it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think my most memorable tattoo um, was definitely my snakes that I got from Jessica Henry at Wolf Tattoo. This was like the first big piece mm-hmm. that I got when I was 18, and I really wanted to have snakes uh, for a while. Just because I really liked how they looked, and I wore them in here, and it's going to be like a good like coming-of-age tattoo for me. Yeah. Um, and then I have given myself a lot of tattoos. I would say that about two-thirds of my tattoos are, like, self-given. I mm-hmm. I don't think any, I don't really, like, regret any of my tattoos, but I did tattoo the number 28 on my foot because I was number 28 in the Arctic Monkeys concert mm-hmm. room. Really? And I was super into the Arctic Monkeys. Yeah. Um, can't really see it now, and it kind of faded, but mm-hmm. I would say that was probably, like, peak Arctic Monkeys. <laughs> wow. So, wait, is this Arctic Monkeys, like... Ah, oh, shoot, what's the other Yeah, they're, they're, they're posters right over there. Kennedy, I kind of, like, over oh, it. Yeah. Um, but they did the AM album. It's not in a lot of attention. But I really like their first record from yeah. 2006. I just like that that indie sleaze era I've been super into. Yeah, definitely. Okay, first question. I have to, because I'm a huge Arctic mm-hmm. Yankees fan. Um, why did it feel? To see them live? Yeah. Get my tattoo? Oh, my God. Both, everything. Yeah. Cool. 
So I was 16 when I saw them live. It was definitely probably like one of my favorite shows that I've went to just because I was like so into them. I really wanted to see them live. They got like right up to the barricade because I camped out there from like 10 a.m., which is the earliest that I've camped out for a show. Yeah. And then I ended up doing an interview for Q Magazine about that show. And in one of the photos, you can see like me so just like out of it on the barricade. (laughs) Um. Yeah, I feel like I just had so much fun, like, hearing all those early songs live. Like, I wish I could have heard them when they, like, came out, but I was, like, four years old. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I'm glad I got to, like, witness them live. And I feel like after I saw them live, my kind of, like, um, the amount that I listened to them kind of went down. Because I was like, okay, I saw them live. I got what I wanted. Yeah. Huh. Wow, that's cool. Yeah, I yeah, I got into them 2014, ironically, like. That was like when I figured out Spotify and like that's yeah, a long story. But yeah, yeah, for something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'd love to see them one day, but I don't think that'll happen. Yeah, I mean, I think they're coming out with the new records and they might do like a tour cycle for that. Yeah, maybe. We do, we'll see. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's cool. So um, I think my next question is just kind of like, tell me about yourself. What's, um, what are you up to right now? What are you doing? Yeah. Yeah. But, uh... Well, I would say that I'm a multimedia artist. I've been doing a lot of, like, music and audio art recently. Um, I'm coming out with a song tomorrow called Music Business, You and Me, that I wrote um, about six months ago. And then I finally recorded it, um, I want to say, like, a week or two ago. And I was just like, I need to release this song. Yeah. I, I feel like I haven't released a song in a while. Yeah. Um, but I've been doing a lot of school just because I'm a student at UW. So mm-hmm. I'm taking, like, a digital video class, uh, intermediate ceramics, and history of film class. So nice. it's uh like learning video editing because i really want to do like music video stuff for myself and for other bands in the future and yeah. then i just really like ceramics it's probably one of my favorite art mediums like i made this i made like a lot of ceramics that i have in my apartment yeah um, and i just love like the feeling of creating something like three-dimensional and being able to hold it mm-hmm. it like feels like magic like i made these tiny little cowboy boots and they're just like the favorite <laughs> thing ever yeah um and then i'm also the co-founder of riot girl records which uh we have the rara rebel zine so right now we're working on issue 11 mm-hmm. with our artist spotlight black ends and say she she so i've been able to like channel a lot of like my visual uh artistic energy into that scene um mm-hmm. and also by doing like band interviews and music reviews i feel like we're just able to spotlight like a lot of people through the community um, and then gearing up to play belltown blue may 6th and i have a drummer who's Zim Downey from So Pitted and then um Fabulous Downey Brothers and then Kennedy who is in the other room leading yes. away uh, <laughs> and she's gonna play bass for the band. Yeah. Um they're really excited. I've also been doing like some social media manager stuff for mm-hmm. like So Pitted um and helping them around. So it's cool to just like collaborate with a bunch of different people and artists in the yeah. community and to kind of like all uplift each other. Yeah, definitely. No, that's 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 really cool. Um this is like kinda random, but were you at a show of Vero? project with yeah. oh which show uh biblioteca yeah and another super goes yes yeah so that was the uh first show that right records threw at the vera project yeah uh, veracity yeah, and it was so fun to just be able to like perform and also like have a bunch of our friends like zine table and like yeah. i that was just like such a great i mean i love biblioteca like mary yeah. is amazing and i love super Coz. like mm-hmm. i think they're just both like such great artists and yeah. it was super cool to just have like a night filled with like the love and community and just like all supporting each other but i used to audio engineer at the vera project i've been like a long time mm-hmm. here there yeah. 
Um, so it was really cool just being able to like use that space for Riot Girl Records and to like spread our like zine love message. Yeah, that's so cool. Yeah. Okay. Were you at that show? I was at that Amazing. show. Amazing. Thank yeah, you so much for coming to the course. program. You're welcome. Yeah. Appreciate it. Yeah, you're welcome. Because I was like, you look very, very familiar. But I couldn't like... <laughs> I couldn't put two plus two, but yeah, that was an amazing set, by the way. Thank you. Yeah, that was really cool. Thank you so much. Yeah, the audio engineer, um, Frankie, she was like, her audio skills are just amazing. Yeah. And I love working with her. She's like a really close friend of mine as well. So it was really cool to like be able to collaborate on a show together that way. Yeah. Um, just like how her engineer because it just like was probably the best that I think I've ever sounded mm. like audio wise. Yeah. Um, like there are just so many talented engineers at the Bear Project. Definitely. Yeah, it was cool. Yeah, it was awesome. She also does lights. Yeah. I'm going to have to use her services one of these days. Yeah, but no, you totally yeah. should. I need your contact. Okay. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. Um, So, I guess, kind of going off of that, like, tell me how you're feeling. Obviously, like, first, like, in the show already and, like, booking it and going through all that process. And then, like, yeah, so from there, and then, like, take me to, like, the day of the show and then like when you're about to perform like i want to kind of get all of that yeah so i feel like booking the show we booked it back in i want to say november or december and it was originally scheduled for january but then Mm -hmm. there was like the omicron wave that kind of like postponed a lot of events um but leading up to it we were like super excited to be able to showcase like a bunch of local artists Mm -hmm. to have like a bunch of people like zine table it was stressful just because this was like our first event that we planned. Nah. Um, so I know that I was just like very stressed out about nah. it being like, oh, we're act- people were like actually going to show up for this. Um, and we did, which was like so cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but we were like, we postered around town, um, made a couple of like show flyers, mm-hmm. did a couple of like social media posts about it. Um, and then we reached out to our vendors and had them like set up. Like I really love the Zine Gator Girl. We were able to have them vent. Mm-hmm. Um, Chloe and Eva who run that Zine are just like such yes. talented like artists yeah. and visual artists. I love like the grindcore aesthetic and like I had like a bunch of my friends come in Zine table. So it was just mm-hmm. really fun to like be able to like also like kind of work with all my friends to create this event. Um, but yeah, we got to the Vera project. We like started loading all our gear in. I kind of like wasn't really feeling that nervous for my set just because mm-hmm. I was like in like setting up and planning mode. Mm-hmm. And then it got to like sound check term and um I always like put on my like cowgirl boots yeah. for my sets. They're Jeffrey Campbell and they always make me feel like I like rock star, I can do this. Yes, I'm well. wearing my boots. <laughs> um and then Super Coast performed and that was amazing. Mm-hmm. Love them, love their set. Uh, it was it was like fun to chat with them because they were issue seven artist spotlight. Mm-hmm. Um, and then yeah, I got on stage. I gave Frankie like my little lighting cue thing. Yeah. Um, and I got to perform it. It was just so fun to like be on stage and have a bunch of like my friends and community like witness my art mm-hmm. and my like visual media and my like music um i just like always love being on the stage because it's like when i feel like my most authentic self um and i'm really excited to play with a full band for my next set but yeah then i played my show i kind of like don't really remember my sets Mm because it's just like so much like adrenaline and like a lot of um like emotions for me and then i kind of like went off stage had to like go decompress in the green room and like 
drink my little green tea. <laughs> and then I went back um, and then we did like a ground zero radio interview right after my set, Kennedy and I. Mm-hmm. And then I got to catch like Biblioteca's last couple of songs. It was it's always fun to rock out with Mary because yeah. uh, she's also Ukrainian. So we like bonded over that. Um, and we did an article together for KNKX just about like resources for Ukraine and kind of like our artist experiences with it. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's just great. I saw her at Freak Out Fest um, when I went to go see Star Four, and it was just like amazing. Amazing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's so cool. Yeah, no, it was, yeah, it was really cool just coming because I, what was I doing? Yeah, I, yeah, I saw like your guys' poster or flyer. Oh, Yeah, cool. and I was like, this looks cool. <laughs> so I was like, you know what, like, because like I'm always down to just, you know, go and support and just mm-hmm. listen to new stuff and just like blindly listen, you know? And it was, it was cool to like go to the zine like table and see, cause I love stickers. So I mm-hmm. obviously I buy a bunch of stickers. Uh, um, nice. Yeah, it was, it was cool. Yeah. The stickers are so fun. Thank yeah, you. I'm so glad that like postering and flattering worked. It's like one of my favorite things. Just like go to Capitol Hill and just like tape up everything. Yeah. Um, cause then whenever I like am in Capitol, I'm like, hey, man, this is my <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> now that's awesome. Um, I guess my next question is, uh, kind of tell me about what well, got you into zines and like the process of making a zine and do you like how does this start like do you do you just come with the idea for the designs then you design it then you get the people or like how does that work yeah so for the router rubble zine um kennedy and i came up with that back in like february of 2021 mm-hmm. Uh, cause we had like Riot Girl Records, which we want to turn into like a record store and kind of like a collective space, but we didn't really know how to get it started. And then we were like, zines. Yeah. Like a zine. Yeah. Uh, in the beginning, did not know what we were doing. We mm-hmm. were just kind of like folding paper and like collaging it all by hand, which is still what we do. We do like all of our art by hand mm-hmm. and scan those digitally. Um, but I feel like the biggest learning curve was just getting like all of like the, um, kind of like admin stuff of it and like using like graphic design skills and then like media editor skills like i just use creative cloud for a lot of the zine things yeah. um and so like with games we make them a half sheet of paper so we like fold our paper we make like our art on that paper and then we scan that and mm-hmm. a lot of the art that we get is submission based so like on our instagram we'll do like calls for submissions for issues like right now our theme is diy so a bunch of people have been sending it in like their DIY art, their music, their writing, like literally anything. That's so cool. Because like the zine is like a community platform. Like yeah. Warner Spotlight, like a bunch of like young artists and young riot girls and just like anyone that really wants to be in mm-hmm. the zine. Yeah. Um, and so we'll like collage all our stuff together and then we'll scan it all. Um, for like the themes and for the design process, it's kind of like very diy we like kenny and i just kind of like talk about it and we're like what should we do for our next scene <laughs> and like our ideas to do diy for this one like last scene was tattoos it's kind of like oh what do i want to do yeah um so and then everything's kind of like loosely based around that topic it doesn't have to be like 100 diy or 100 tattoo based mm-hmm. um because at the end of the day it's just kind of like a mixed media art piece um so we've been doing like music reviews where we bring music to people that like send in their music or music that we like mm-hmm. um we do two artist spotlights now just because we do the z every two months because we were doing it every month but then yeah, yeah of course <laughs> um so it's like trying to set up those interviews recently we've been doing some work with some festivals to have like their festival posters in the z and doing the cool purpose about that just so that we can like promote events um yeah. 
and like other bands and just like really putting anything that we want in Z. Like I found a diary entry from when I was 12 at my parents' house and I was like, let's make a great zine page. Yeah. Let's put it in the zine. Cause like, like cool. why not? It's yeah. very much a kind of like personal, personal art or just like art from the community that we want to put in. Or, yeah. And we have an intern said Walter who helps us collage with the zine. We have like a lot of our friends help us collage. So it's just very much like a community. Which I really like. Um, and then when it comes out, it's always just so amazing to like see the finished project because we get it printed at professional copy and print. Oh, nice. Um, because we tried doing DIY printing, it's so hard. Yeah, <laughs> it's so hard to do that. Yeah. Um, but definitely getting all of the like zine pages scanned and then formatted into an InDesign document mm-hmm. does take a while, but then it's just like so worth it to see like the finished like yeah, it's just like touching. a child. Yeah, <laughs> really cool. Thank yeah. Um. It's just like really fun and I feel like Riot Girl Records is kind of morphing into more zine based because mm-hmm. like it takes a lot of money to open a record store. But I, we don't have that right now. Yeah, we do have like zine time, which mm-hmm. is so cool. And like, yeah, I just love being able to like support the yeah. community. That's awesome. Right. Yeah. That's really cool. Um, I guess my next question is kind of so, you know, we've been talking about um, about like your record being right now. Right, go records, right? Kind of tell me about, like, what's the, what's, like, how did, like, uh, how'd you come to it? And, like, uh, you know, obviously the zine part's here, but what, like, what, uh, like, what's next, I guess? So interesting. Yeah, so with Radical Records, that kind of formed, um, well, I had an idea to start a record store in the peak quarantine. Um, yeah. Because the TV show High Fidelity came out with Zoe Kravitz. Um, on Real, right? Yeah. Okay. She's just, she just works at a record store. She owns it. It's so good. I oh. love it. I love that piece of media so much. I love it. It's so good. You're going to love it. <laughs> um, and I was working at this record store in West Seattle at the time. And I just got laid off because of COVID stuff. So I was just like, you know what? If this record store is going to lay me out, I might as well just have my own. Because I can't say myself. <laughs> um, so I started this concept of like Rebel Rebel Records, mm-hmm. and I was like getting into that. And then Kennedy was like, "Oh, I want to, I want to be on it." Mm-hmm. And then we were like, "Let's make our name Rago Records." Yeah. Um, and that's kind of how Rago Records started because like uh, there's just like a lot of misogyny in record stores and in the music business. Um, so that was kind of like a way to have like a fan based record store for like people to come in and like feel safe and not feel like someone's gonna like mansplain music or like uh, them. just like make them uncomfortable so be like yeah come here chill listen to music like do whatever you yeah. know um and i feel like we're, we're like slowly working towards that goal um i also kind of like we have this space we have this idea to like have a space it's like a record store mm-hmm. a studio space a venue and like a community space which i think would be like a really sick goal to work towards uh, in the future yeah. um and also, like, turning the zine more into, like, a real magazine. So, like, making it bigger and making, like, the paper quality a little bit better. Because mm-hmm. um, there's this one zine that does that. And, like, they're so sick. Like, there's um, the Look Deeper zine. They're based out of the UK. And they're, like, a zine that's all about disabled creatives. Um, mm-hmm. and I really like their style because it's just, like, so community-based. Where, like, everything is just, like, submission-based. And then it's all compiled into this, like, really high-quality, like, booklet. Mm-hmm. That's printed on, like, photo paper. And, like, awesome. yeah. So, I think definitely getting into more, like printing and how to print things and then also like 
with Ryko Records, the label. Like, I don't really know what's happening with that because mm-hmm. people are like, can we get signed? And I'm like, I don't know how that works. I genuinely yeah. do not know how that works. So until, I'll get back to them when I figure it out. Yeah. Because uh, so far, the only artist that's like officially signed to Riot Girl Records is like Sophia K. Mm-hmm. It's, it's like my project because like, I know how to do my own music and how to release my own music. I don't know how to release other people's music. Yeah. Um, but that is a goal is to eventually have like artists on the label and to have like a community space where we can do like workshops, like how to make a scene and like other things that like people need, like like a little like guitar playing set. Yeah. Just right. like I think it'd be really fun to like teach a class on how to make a zine, but like make it free, like accessible for everyone. Cause mm-hmm. it's like so easy because you can make a zine with just like a piece of paper and a pencil mm-hmm. and maybe scissors. That's it. That's sweet. Yeah. That's <laughs> awesome. That's really cool. Um are you thinking of having it here in Washington or? Yeah, we're thinking of having it Seattle based okay. uh, nice. for now, just because I, I mean, I've been in Seattle for like the past, like 13, 14 years of my life. Okay. Um, and Kennedy moved here from Kirkland oh. a little bit ago. So like, I feel like we're just kind of like very based here. Yeah, and like, I love, I love the weather. I don't love the weather. Uh, the rain is like not my favorite, but yes. I love like the scenery and just the fact that we're close to like mountains, water trees mm-hmm. you just have like everything you ever wanted it's so good like i love like the ocean and the, being near water yeah and the sunny days in washington yeah. are unmatched they can't i love they like, can't seattle summer except when seattle summer comes and like so hot i'm like i wish it was <laughs> yeah <laughs> you're like oh, and i don't like winter then yeah so i think it was bad sun yeah. continues it's <laughs> that's cool um thanks for the next question is kind of tell me about your music so like what's I guess, what is your, like, top song that you released that you like? And then what is one song that you're, that you, like, have, that's, like, in the vault, but you want to release it, but, like, timing this and the other is not it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Totally catch your drift on that. I have a lot of vault songs. Okay. Um, Just because, like, I love music production. Mm -hmm. I kind of started out as a music producer rather than, like, a standard artist um because i really just wanted to make like little beatbox tracks on my computer um mm-hmm. i definitely say, would say that like my favorite song that is released is online school during covid mm-hmm. i just feel like the production style in that is like very like me i don't know i just love how like post-punky yet fun yet kind of poppy and like gloomy and gothy it is mm-hmm. like i and i love that it like repeat um if I could, I would probably re-record the vocals, mm-hmm. but I can't do that. <laughs> um, it'll be it'll be like online school during COVID version two. Yeah. <laughs> um, software update. Yeah, yeah totally. Because <laughs> I just feel like with my songs, I like release them, and then I'm always like, oh, I wish I could have done this or that. But then it's also like fun to just like sit with the piece of media that you made. Um, and that song came out on my latest EP, Cowgirl the Revolution Demos, um, which I came out with in November. Because I like, had a bunch of collect- I had a collection of songs that I really wanted to release as an EP, and I just wanted to like push myself to release like a EP in 2021 because I thought that would be like a good goal for myself. Um, I would say that like probably my favorite like vault songs um, is no longer human. I played that song in my live sets, and I am currently like trying to work with someone to get those recorded. Hopefully, on like analog tape and then digitally mix mm-hmm. this because i just love like the sound of tape and like i love audio engineering especially like studio engineering it's like probably one of my like favorite topics so yeah. i'm just like excited to really workshop that song um and i just really like the like structure of it because the chords don't change a lot but i just really love like the chords that i chose because it's like 
put a capo on the brain it's like a d minor uh an e and then an a minor mm-hmm. um and i love those groups together i just think it sounds so sick especially with like a distortion on the guitar and i wouldn't put like a distortion on the bass uh because i have like a lot of demos of that song and where i have the drums kind of like um indie disco like 2008 um css kind of and i think <clears throat> it would be really cool to like record that and to release like a traditional kind of like rock rocky album yeah. or rocky ep uh but yeah i feel like uh i draw a lot of influence from like bikini kill my music and also with t gray um and elliot smith i love elliot smith and mitski oh Mitsuki's so good yeah um, i got this like tattoo that says be the cowgirl because it's like mitski's album be the cowboy but it's yeah. also like my ep cowgirl that's clever yeah kennedy i got matching mitski tattoos <laughs> <laughs> it's so good yeah that's awesome on mitski album release day really yeah me. <laughs> that's cool um <clears throat> so i guess my next question is um so you know you kind of talked about the idea of like you just kind of want to release something and mm-hmm. kind of sit on it and enjoy it um how do you prevent yourself from like overthinking and over editing something that you've already created or you're going to create and how do you like how do you gauge that like this is the right time to drop it off or like drop it but to like release yeah i feel like i do get in my head about like small editing things but at the end of the day i'm just like when do i not want to work on this anymore it's kind of like when i kind of just get like sick of listening to it for a while then like okay it is ready to release because i cannot stand like having to go through it again and like fix all these like tiny little things and mixing yeah um just because like i don't know i feel like mixing digitally is always such a process for me where like if i'm mixing analog like if i'm doing like audio engineering live and then i'll like do all those little things Mm -hmm. um but without like the board i don't really get like physicality from it so i feel like it's just kind of like a computer thing um but i definitely am still like guilty of over editing a lot of my songs and not releasing them Mm -hmm. i've been trying to do like a release cycle um and kind of i've been like learning more about the music business uh, and everything and kind of like what a traditional like album cycle looks like so there's like press social media like other marketing and then also getting like um like artwork for your album so I've kind of been like focusing on those alongside with my album, kind of like giving them um, also like a lot of, I guess, like room in my music is like those music business aspects, just because I feel like I started out like in music business and then mm-hmm. I transitioned to become an artist, which is like a lot of people don't do that. They go like the other route. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I really like that I'm doing like this route because I feel like I know exactly what I'm doing and why. Yeah. Um, but that does make me get in my head about releasing things. I think that with like, my song music business you and me i just like needed to release that because it was just like an emotional release like sometimes i'll see to release a song because like i'm impulsive yeah and, like this is coming out now yeah. <laughs> um <laughs> and i guess that's yeah i have adhd so i kind of mm. just like all over the place with my music <laughs> yeah. no i like that um i like that idea of being like impulsive when it comes to creating because then i feel like that's kind of where like the true, like the true feelings, the true, you know, nature of it comes out. It's just like, I'm a dropper right now. Yeah, totally. It's like SoundCloud link. Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. I didn't drop the song on Bandcamp um, and it's dropping on Spotify tomorrow. Most. Um, 
just because like distribution stuff like on spotify and apple music you can't just be like now like, yeah. be like in a week yeah um that's the least i can do it but with like soundcloud and Bandcamp, i just be like okay yeah. this exists now mm-hmm. um and then i also like named the short video that i just made after that song um because it's also called music business you and me and i did that for like my digital video class and it's just like a very campy um video about what it's like to be an artist that gets dropped by a label yeah um and i had uh kennedy film it and then my drummer liam be in the video being yeah. the agent it was it's, it was so hard to swap during that um but i also kind of like connecting my media that way like having like um a video that's named the same thing after a song so they kind of go together even mm-hmm. if like i'm not using the music in the specific video mm-hmm. it's just kind of like a collection of art that um would be like either presented together in a gallery or just like goes together i like that then yeah, that's smart to kind of breathe kind of all the same because then they kind of like um they come together yeah i feel like they make their own, their own little like universe yeah it's, dope. it's really cool thank you oh you're welcome um i guess my next question is tell me about um this this festival that should be performing out just the belt on bloom like how did you get approached um yeah yeah I'm belt on bloom. i love that yeah. so um kennedy does like fremont something markets um where Valerie and Veronica were the people that do Belton Blue, they have like a booth. Um, mm-hmm. we had like a they had like a little chat about doing the right girl records collab. Um, and we were like, yeah, let's do it. Um, and then the email lead being like, do you want to play the festival Belton Blue? And I was like, the crocodile, yeah, yeah, I really do want to do that. Um, because this is like my first festival, and I feel like this is a really good like stepping stone for me as an artist. But uh, the festival it is so amazing, they're like all them bands mm-hmm. through the festival it's all all ages which is great because there are like never any like all ages like shows in seattle yeah which just like makes it really hard because like i have 19 um, and it is like mm-hmm. i'm just trying to go to shows i'm not trying to do anything bad yeah, i also yeah. just like need to go to shows for work like um but yeah Belltown Bloom, they're so great like i'm so excited to play with like always come and my friend me at day is playing mm-hmm. And just like so many like people in the community that I love and support. Um, and I'm just so excited for it because it's just going to be like two nights filled with just like love and creativity and just like so many different genres of music. Um, like I love like kind of like the amount of different artists they were able to get because I feel like there's like something for everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just like the fact that Belltown Bloom is happening again because I think it happened um, a while ago and then I got like reinstated at the festival because of like uh i think it was covid stuff yeah but also like people play at like the new crocodile spaces which is gonna be so amazing because like i've been to like a lot of shows there actually um which has been fun and i just love like their design they have a bunch of crocodiles everywhere because it's like the crocodile um and yeah i just feel like the festival is gonna be like a like a really good point for me in my career and also like we're gonna be tabling as Riot Girl Records, we're going to be selling zines, we're going to be helping out, and um, I think we're doing a ticket giveaway next week for Belltown Balloon on our Instagram, so I'm super excited for that, because yeah. like, I want to give away tickets, I want to see like, Belltown Balloon, yeah, yeah, of course. just rock out, because I just feel like it's going to be such a good, like, community night, um, yeah. and it's kind of like, I think Belltown Bloom's ethos is just, like, supporting the community and supporting local artists. And also, like, bigger touring acts. Like, of course. I love Chrome. Yeah. <laughs> I love Chrome so much. I'm so excited to see them. Yeah. No, that is, yeah, that's really cool. I, um, how did I find it? I think I was, 
anyway, it came to me, let's put it that way. Um, and I was like, anyway, I'm gonna send an email. Good. Yeah. And like at first, like it was probably like a week or so, like they didn't answer. I was like, all right, I guess mm-hmm. it is what it is. Then they answered and nice. yeah, no, they were like really cool people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're just like so sweet. Yeah, and they're chill. Tell that they're like, they care about this festival so Definitely. much and about making sure that everyone's happy and like, and we're sure they're happy. And exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I <laughs> know. Yeah. No, yeah. Um, all it just shows it's, mm-hmm. it's something different because I, so, uh, I throw shows on this, like for the wandering here mm-hmm. and it is like damn right. I'm impossible to get like an all ages like show other like the only way you could do it is either you like or the, or the way that it's like been explained to me is like you kind of have to have enough of a draw for it to make sense for the venue to have all ages if it's not and all ages already mm-hmm. so it's just like yeah it's crazy yeah, totally. it's sad yeah I feel like a lot of Rag Girl Records draw is very much like under 21 because like Kennedy and I are under 21 mm-hmm. and like our primary demographic is like um people that are yes of our age yeah um so it is just like weird to have to like be like oh i'm playing the show and it's 21 up i'm so sorry that you can't go all of the people that actually listen to my music so it's like yeah, yeah. people that are over 21 which is like there's still a good amount of, of them it's just like less than the amount of under 21s that we have that yeah. like support us um and like we were at this one venue uh doing a show and then they had to like kick out all the underage people at i think 10 p.m mm-hmm. but then there were just like a bunch of like under 21 people literally like listening to the music in the window outside of the venue they had like their own little mosh pit so it's oh like gosh. even though like these venues want to kick us out yeah. and like no one wants to like throw away the shows like well, we find a way we find well, a way to get to the shows yes, the, 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 yeah yeah that's cool um i guess my next kind of question is uh, so, you know, um, the whole idea of like your friend meeting, you know, Valerie and uh, Veronica at the market and all that, like connections and serendipity, like, do you, do you believe in the idea of like, everything's like all connected and serendipity or do you just think that like, it was like the right timing? Like, how do you like, how do you do with that? That's, that? that's a really good question. Yeah, thank you. Um, I feel like. I do believe that everything is meant to happen for a reason, mm-hmm. even though that reason might suck in the moment. Um, I feel like I'm going to be a very pessimistic person at times or like way too optimistic. Yeah. There's no in between. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of like finding that intensity also in life and like just kind of like saying yes to things that I want to do and like places that I want to be. Um, I definitely think like with music, especially a lot of it is was just like a bunch of hard work that I put into like my music projects from the ages of like 15 to now, which mm-hmm. is like only four years because I'm like 19, <laughs> but it like feels like a lifetime. Yes. Um, and like, I just remember like working so hard just so that I could get like where I am now. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also like, I think a lot of that was just like also like fate and like, just like the universe, like being on my side which yeah. i really appreciate because like sometimes the universe is not on my side yeah. but other times it is yeah like, also just like i don't know i also like manifesting i'm no. manifesting like that's to be cool. like i want this and then it happens i'm like nice yeah like a good example it's not related to my career is like if i am thrifting and i'm like i really want a mini skirt today and then i find one it's a great day yeah. <laughs> it's literally a great day like i found this like red mini skirt at uh, the vintage shop red light like 
right before my show. Mm-hmm. They're like, this is great. This is exactly what I needed. This is like, this was fate. Yeah, um, so just like little things like that yeah. um, that I really appreciate. And just like, I like to also kind of like have my art, I guess like reflective of my life. So it's like whatever it's like happening in my life. It goes into my art. Mm-hmm. And then like, I'll look back on it and be like, whoa, this led to this. So it's just like a cool, like kind of like everything's connected in a way. And also like everyone in the Seattle music scene knows each other, which mm-hmm. I think is like really funny. And like, I really like that because it kind of makes it like a tighter knit community and then it is just like about like friendship and community and then just like making art and having fun but also like yeah everything's connected yeah (laughs) that's really cool yeah um i like how you said that like you kind of put your your life into your music um is that intentionally done or is that just like that's just kind of the way you are, you know? I feel like that's just kind of, like, the way that I am. If I, like, experience an event and I am, like, you feeling, like, a really strong emotion about it, I need to write a song about it. Like, mm-hmm. in my song, I like school during COVID. I was like, I don't want to be in school anymore. Yeah. I hate it. So I was like, I'm going to write a song about it. Yeah. Um, And then just kind of, like, I think it's also, like, very present um, in my visual art and my ceramics as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I did like a series of bowls and plates right after like uh, the like official like Ukraine invasion, and it was like blue and yellow, and there was like red in there. So I had like the blue and yellow of Ukraine, and like the red like represented like the violence, mm-hmm. and there was like a sunflower in the um, middle. But I feel like just like also tying in like things that are related to like me mm-hmm. into my art is something that I do a lot, and just kind of like. Um, I wrote a song about just being like stressed out from the music business. Um, and then I'm like releasing that. So I'm like, sometimes it's stressful. And you gotta just like write about the things that are like either like on your mind and like consistently you're thinking about or like intentionally write songs. I've been working on like intentionally writing songs about things, but I think just like the most authentic thing for me is just to like experience emotion and be like, I need to write a song about this. Yeah. And then I do it. Or I think art about it. Um yeah yeah i like that yeah because i feel like that's like the true the true way to express yourself is like through like shared experiences or through experiences that you've like have gone through because then like you said like you know in the future yeah in the future um you're like you know you're like able to look back and like oh okay like here i was at this part of my life and here I was at this point in my life mm-hmm. and it's just kind of cool to just like yeah. It's so, like an audio diary. Yeah, literally. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, I have three more questions. That's it. Yeah. So first question is is like completely off of music, but like what's your favorite food? And mm-hmm. let's say you had a hundred dollars mm-hmm. and you can only spend it like on food. Yeah. Um you have like breakfast, lunch, dinner, and a snack. Mm-hmm. What would you get? And those four meals and the money can carry over nice. to like the next meal. Okay, sick. So my favorite food. That is so tricky. Yeah. I've been really liking bibimbap. I just had it today. I mm. feel like um it's like this like Korean rice bowl dish. Okay. Um it's just good. I don't, yeah. it's like my favorite right now because I just had it. I feel like my favorite food like always alternates. I always love eating like um bodaniki, which are like Russian dumplings. Mm-hmm. Um, and then if I only had a hundred dollars to spend on food that was like four meals, breakfast, yeah. Dutch baby. I yeah. love Dutch babies. There's literally one over there that I made this morning. Um, what? it's so easy. It's like a German pancake, yeah. like flour, and like so much butter. Oh, it's okay. sounds really good. <laughs> it's literally so delicious. <laughs> yeah. Um, those are like pretty cheap because it's just like eggs and flour. So I feel like that's like 
like pretty good dollars. Yeah. So I have a $90 budget. Um, I would say for lunch, I love a good sandwich. I'm okay. a big sandwich person. Okay. Um, I would probably go to, there's like this really good sandwich at PCC. Mm. That's like their turkey, bacon, and um, something else. Maybe lettuce, but it's like some like vegetable. Yeah. Um, and it's like on focaccia bread. Mm. And that's like, that, that sounds really that's good. That's what I used to eat like on my lunch when I worked at PCC. Yeah. And it like was delicious. <laughs> And then, so I would spend a little bit on food. I would fall out for dinner. I would get din tai fung. I love din tai fung. It's so good. Soup dumplings, yes. Yeah. Um, and I would also get like a little dessert treat. So that'd probably be like most of my budget. I yeah. pour my snacks. Um, I really like just like one popcorn that's like caramel and cheese popcorn. Wait, is it? I feel like I know what you're talking about. Yeah, but it's like there's a caramel popcorn and there's cheese popcorn. I yeah. also really like Starburst Skittle. No, Starburst Jelly Beans. It's like they make probably the best jelly beans, which like you wouldn't think they would. Yeah, they would. But um, Fun. I would say that would be like my food itinerary for okay. the day. That's pretty like diverse. You go from like, uh, you know, pancakes to like candy, and then like everything else in between. Yeah, it's pretty sweet. Okay. Yeah, you have all your nutrients. Mm-hmm. Like your you know, your protein, your sugar. Totally. Yeah. That's all you need. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's cool. Okay, um, two more questions. So, uh, so this is a question that I ask at the end of my interview. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's so when like everything's all said and done, you've done everything you wanted, you've mm-hmm. accomplished everything. Do you want to be like remembered or do you want to be known for what you do? It's kind of like a legacy question. Like remembered, like people will eventually forget me, and or like like well known, like people will remember me forever. It could be out there. Yeah. I mean, I think it would be sick to, like, leave a mark on the art community mm-hmm. um, and to be remembered for that. But also, how fun would it be to just disappear? Oh. <laughs> like, I would love to just, like, go into the woods. Yeah, like, I do everything and just be like, okay, peace out. I'm going to go hang out by a river. I'm mm-hmm. going to make art. I'm never going to be seen in the public eye again. I'm going to grow all my food. Yeah. Um, Because the goal is to escape capitalism. Of course. Um, and I think it'd be really funny to be remembered for escaping capitalism as an artist. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be kind of cool. Thank you. Yeah, well, yeah like my little, like, artist recluse personality. Definitely. Yeah. That's dope. Cute. Yeah. All right. My last question is, um, where can we find you, like, on the internet or on about? Yeah. yeah on about, you'll probably see me later on Capitol. Oh, excuse me. You are all good. Um, you can find Riot Girl Records on our Instagram at Riot Girl Records, on our Etsy, which is just Riot Girl Records. Uh, we are working on a website. We will probably continue to be working on the website for a while. <laughs> Upsets are hard. They are so hard. Squarespace is so hard. Um, you can find me on my Instagram at Sophia K Music. I have a link tree that's just link tree dot Sophia K. Um, Riot Girl Records also has a link tree. Um, and. You can also find me at Belltown Blue performing Friday, May 6th. And I'm on Spotify, I'm on all those streaming platforms. Um, and also support my zine co founder, Kennedy Quill, who's Adelaide and Human Girl on Instagram. And then she can can't speak. So you can listen to her there. That's awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Hello. I know. You're like, Daniel, this, was, this interview was like getting perfect. But with all good interviews, they have to come to an end. 
So I want to give a big thank you to Sophia K for just allowing me to just interview you and just speak about music and life and everything else in between. I had an amazing time. I appreciate you. Thank you so much. And thank you to you all for listening to this episode. You know, without you, none of this would happen. So I appreciate it. I'm grateful. Big love to Valerie and Veronica from Belton Bloom for allowing me to create this limited series with them. I'm uh, just super happy, super grateful. And yeah, so stay tuned for the next episode. The next episode is going to be with Breaks and Swells from... Uh, it's a band here in Seattle. You'll, you'll kind of hear more about that later. But other than that, share this episode. You can follow Sophia K. I'm going to link all of Sophia K's information. You can also follow Bride Girl Records. Check out their zines. Their zines are amazing. They're really cool. And yeah, I appreciate you all. And uh, I'm going to go drink some water and uh, eat some goat cheese. Because I guess that's a new thing I do. Anyway, stay safe, be smart, take it easy, and we'll see you for the next episode. Bye.